welcome to The Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 182nd episode, our guest is me. My first solo episode of the podcast was episode 41. The second was episode 62. The third was episode 84. The fourth was episode 117. And the fifth was episode 131. And on episode 100, I was joined by my wife and regular guest, Ash Burgess, who interviewed me. I am a 10-time award-winning journalist whose work has appeared in print, radio, online, and television. I am currently editor of the Wabash Plain Dealer. Most recently, I was news editor of Nouveau, managing editor of The Indiana Lawyer, and city editor, opinion page editor, and editorial board member of the Kokomo Tribune. I was also a reporter at WFHB, The Times Mail, The Reporter Times, Ukiah Daily Journal, and Ukiah Valley Television. Oh yeah, and I'm also the proprietor of the podcast, The Rob Burgess Show. A quick programming note. This is my first solo episode since February 2019. I have much else to discuss on a future solo episode, but I recorded this episode yesterday, Saturday, November 7th, just a few hours after the presidential election was called, and this episode will focus on that. And now, on to the show. Alright, it is November 7th, 2020, otherwise known as Tuesday Part 5. Election day forever. Except at 11:30 this morning, President-elect Joseph Robinette Biden was declared the winner. Finally, my goodness gracious! Uh, I had some I had some thoughts and feelings. I kind of wanted to record those while they were still fresh in my mind. It's 4:05 uh, now, so I've had a couple hours to to digest the news. Um, first of all, of course, I am just so relieved that it's over, we know, and there's no more uncertainty. I certainly remember how upset I was in 2016, mostly because I just didn't expect that to happen. I never thought that it was possible that Donald Trump would win the presidency, ever. I wrote so many columns just dismissing the idea was ridiculous laughable couldn't happen and then and then it did and in retrospect it should have been obvious because couldn't even told you what a hillary clinton guard sign looked like being in indiana frankly so i don't know why i didn't put two and two together as i should have uh maybe i just didn't want to i was in denial and that's why i hit so hard and so i've kind of I guess I've just done a lot of introspection since then, and I've tried to figure out what I've missed. I've tried to open my eyes a little bit more to what's around me and not be quite so in my bubble. But yeah, no, the, the last four years have been, has been painful for everyone. I know, not just me. So, I was very worried about this election, because I know how it went last time, obviously. That's... You know, if you go through something like that, you can never really stop looking over your shoulder. Rightly so. But yeah, it was it was obvious to a lot of people that this was going to be the outcome ahead of time. I certainly felt comfortable with the chances going in. So that's that's the good part. That's what I feel good about. I'm so I'm glad it's over. We know one way or another, and that it it didn't go the way it did last time. So that's the good part. You know, when I found out I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be, 
I just, I felt a profound sadness for our country, honestly. You want to know the truth? And maybe that, you know what? I live in Indiana, like I said. It's a red state. A lot of people are feeling a lot of feelings today. And that's, you know, that's fine. I, I am seeing video of people dancing in the street elsewhere, and I'm certainly not seeing that. Uh, there's not there's not much of anything going on, really, in that department. I think I think my grief it's it's a lot of things. Uh, we've we've just we've lost a lot over the last four years. By we, I mean all of us in the world. And this year has been hard, especially, but the last four years have been just brutal. And I'm so tired of thinking about Donald Trump at all. I just, I don't enjoy the exercise. He's not an interesting person to think about. I'm not saying we won't have to think about him anymore. But that's also part of my sadness, because he's not gone, and the thing he's done to us is not gone. And the people whose worldviews they have completely perverted, who live on another planet, uh, they're not gone. There are more of them. Millions and millions more of them. I wanted a blowout. Wanted to, but just because there needed to be a reckoning, a repudiation. We don't stand for this. Is not who we are. You know, last time was theoretical. Now we've seen the results. No, people liked it. A lot more people liked it. Luckily, more people didn't like it, but. It was not a poor showing, unfortunately. And in that spirit, it's the other thing I'm concerned about because the Democrats won the presidency. Popular and electoral vote count, no discrepancy, but lost House seats and failed to flip even one incumbent Republican senator. Uh, something is deeply wrong there. Mitch McConnell, Susan Collins, Lindsey Graham, Joni Ernst are headed back to Washington with strong majorities in all their states. So, that's where that is. And I think if you can't do that in an election year against people like that, who have supported what was just, you know, it was rejected. I think Joe Biden has a mandate. Absolutely, 100%. But our country has the Electoral College, and he won by exactly the same Electoral College votes that Trump did in 2016. So no, the people who view this as a conspiracy and an election that was stolen, they are not going anywhere. We live with them. I don't know about you, but I live amongst them. And they are here to stay. And I am concerned about what is going to happen next. But that's me. I'm a worrier. I've got too many worries. But I don't know. I'm happy that it went the way it did. I would not have wanted the other thing. I need to revel in that feeling more. Just think how upset I was last time and think how good I feel or should feel this time. But I have some concerns. And I don't think they're invalid. I think we have a lot of work to do as a country. And I 
don't really know what else to do about that right now, because they don't get their information from the same place that I get my information. But yeah, well, I will say this, that I am, uh, to revisit the point I made earlier about the uncertainty, the longer the not calling of the election went, the more dangerous it was. And they certainly gave him room to run. They, I mean, the legislatures that, you know, delayed the vote counting like this. He tried it. It doesn't seem to have worked. There's no, there's no real issues, and they can't find anything, and they're like, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, so that's good. The courts don't seem to be buying what they're selling. So there's nothing to sell. Other than they're losing, they don't like that. Just uh, so upsetting because a lot of state legislatures were lost or not gained back. This was a very important time to do that because I know everyone's going to go to sleep right now, but they're going to redistrict in 2021 using the census data from 2020. And in a lot of states, whoever controls the legislature, and it's mostly Republicans, and it's still going to be mostly Republicans, when they do it again, are going to draw maps and gerrymander and stack and crack and they're going to do all their little tricks for another 10 years and then you're going to get ridiculous looking congressional districts that don't have anything to do with anything except for the fact that they know that they can safely elect people using those lines. So that's another upset feeling that I have that it would really have been great if their Democrats had pulled it together on that level. I just want to say, how do people like Tom Cotton, here's another guy, nobody ran against him. I know it's Arkansas, I know it's hard to win, I know what I just got insane about the rest of the good districts, but he had a libertarian challenger and that was it. So, what happened? Put somebody up. A name. Somebody. A face. A human being. I guess I'm still in shock. I just feel like I've been traumatized by the last couple years so much that, I don't know, it's hard for me to trust anything. But I don't think anyone can blame me in the year, or Lord 2020, for not waiting, for just waiting for the other shoe, shoe to drop. I feel like all this, it's been raining shoes. Shoes have been dropping all over the place. And I'm also a little bit, I guess, karmically afraid to gloat about Trump's loss? I don't know. It's just, it's all too fresh from last time. Like, it can go the other way. I'm done, the days of thinking something can't happen. I love when people are like, well, this is America, okay? That can't happen. Yes, it can. This is how other countries it has happened to. And it can happen to us. Not saying we're not a great country, but it's not going to be that great if... Whoever picks up the mantle of Trumpism next isn't such a saying the quiet part loud type guy. That's all. I just want I just want the Democrats to think really hard about what they've done and what they're gonna do in terms of messaging and just effectiveness in winning anything beyond the top of the ticket. I don't know. I guess my concern is that Democrats are going to take all the wrong lessons from the presidential, and they're going to forget 
maybe some things they could learn from the losses on the state and local levels. The Republican Party is not in decline. It's not. Trumpism is Republicanism at this point. May not always be, hasn't always been. Right now it is. And we'll see how long that works. A lot of people still think that they can make it work. I, uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of toxic masculinity and eternalized uh, patriarchy in a lot of people who aren't even men. Apparently, because white women went harder for Trump. As we forget, as I said, improving. In all, the, in all the key demographics. Not all of them, but many. So that's here. It's here to stay. And I don't know how we're going to learn that. And, frankly, I'm a little sick of being asked to understand people who have no interest and have never been asked to try to understand what I'm going through or someone else that doesn't look like them. Like, literally has to happen to people for them to care about it. Why do I have to always try to understand their point of view? Do they make any effort to understand mine? And I don't see that. I see a lot of name calling. If anyone wants to have a conversation, I'm listening. The way it stands, I, I hear in a lot of insults and not much else. A lot of hot air. But yeah, that's pretty. I guess that's pretty much all I had to say. The yeah, I uh, of course very relieved that it went the way it did, presidentially. I don't know, everything else I'm a little concerned about. I'm going to try to celebrate this weekend. Feel, soak this in, soak the, soak the good vibes in. But out in the world, at least where I am, vibes, vibe check did not come back strong. Came back really frustrated and angry. Alright, take care of yourself.
Join the Rob Burgess Show mailing list. Go to tinyletter.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show and type in your email address. Then respond to the automatic message. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, RSS, and now Spotify. The official website for the podcast is www.therobburgessshow.com. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. If you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to therobburgessshow at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. Also, if you want to call or text the show for any reason, the number is 317-674-3547. Until next time.